His name is Heston Blumenthal. Hello. He is our captain <laughs> as we take a trip to the centre of food to discover more about our special relationship with cooking and eating. By My- the way, by the way, I'm going to interrupt. The reason, guys, why Jay laughed just then, because he's got a new technique. So he introduces <laughs> me and I say, hello. And I'm not quite sure yet how to say hello. So I say, hello. And then he starts hello. laughing. So any suggestions how you would like me to introduce myself to you guys? I would I would welcome them with arms open. Hello. Hello. Hello, James, by the way. Hello. <laughs> We've broken this down. Uh, what are we doing? Hi, guys. I was going to do an introduction, but basically, in a, in a nutshell, today it's all about disgusting foods we are reveling we're bathing hopefully not too much in disgusting foods we are going to talk about them think about them and then we are going to try them because finally d-day has arrived we are trying our scandinavian disgusting fish thing um so uh heston how are you feeling about our disgusting food episode well i thought when i actually suggested this i was the hardest man in the world (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just reserving the right to change my um thoughts on that i'm scared i'm scared i I am as well actually i mean more scared i'm a little bit nervous i haven't been nervous about food for a while this is quite this is quite cool seeing the tins balloon up in the way they've done and to the extent that i thought if we don't get this done soon and i know the three of us have been putting it off if we don't get this done soon, they might explode. <laughs> and I've heard horror stories in Scandinavia um, when people open these tins in blocks of flats. The stench is so extreme, it lasts for years. This is we've got so much paraphernalia, haven't we? We've got buckets. I've got I've brought like a I've brought a, an airtight box, which I thought if it go worst case, I could just lob it in that and seal it and bury it in the garden in the North Sea for five hundred years or whatever. James, you've been saying we should do it with water or something, right? They're in a green bucket. I was going to fill it with water. I've just put them in a bucket because it just felt like where you put things that worry you, you put them in a bucket. Me, I'm, I just, I want to go straight for it. He asked me if I've got a can opener. I found one. Uh, I think one of the uh, <laughs> very big pivotal moments is when that can opener pierces the metal lid. If I get sprayed with that, I oh my God. do not think another human being would want to come near me for three years. <laughs> um, Imagine if it goes up your nose and we just blow out all your, your taste buds. <laughs> that, was the, that was the moment so, the fat duck stopped. <laughs> you know, I, I keep box for 20 years and I don't think I've been this scared going into any one fight. I, now, I've been looking around other gross foods have you heard of this thing called kazumazu it's from italy so it's kazumazu i'm fascinated but if some dear listener sends us what you're talking about we need to eat it we can't lie we have to eat it it's your choice i can't stop now it's a really juicy story quite literally apparently kazumazu literally translates as maggot cheese Kazumazu is the world's grossest cheese. Uh, I've eaten it. I've eaten it. You have. I see. I thought you might have tried some of these. Yeah. Well, it, 
It's Pecorino, uh, become a breeding ground yeah. from Sardinia for maggots. Well, it's cheese that have the worms in it that move. And I remember being in a restaurant in France once. It was a three mission star restaurant. The chef ended up uh, k- killing himself, but it was nothing to do with the cheese. Very famous book he wrote, Bernard Loiseau. I remember being early 20s with my ex-wife and having this cheese as dessert. Three Michelin star, one of the greatest restaurants in France. So I had this wonderful piece of Burgundian cheese. I looked down and there's these things looking at me. Oh, wow. So I called the waiter over and I said, <laughs> there's, there's a nuggets in my, in my cheese. <laughs> and he looked at me and he just said, c'est fromage. <laughs> like, what do you expect? It's cheese. What? Yeah. What did you say to that? Uh, I shut up. For some wow. reason. Don't ask me why. But I ate it. I didn't eat all of it, but I ate it. That's that's easier. And? I think that's... Well, it's okay. That, I think, is easier to eat than what we're about to eat. Although, uh, one of my uh, kind of techniques is to assume... That uh, like the the um, the vegetarian taken a taken to a sausage restaurant. He assumed the worst, so oh. I'm assuming the worst. <laughs> so the maggot in there ma- can't be worse than that. <laughs> ma- maggot, maggot cheese I've eaten. So we've talked before about inherently disgusting or things not being disgusting, but obviously the the, the reason that we find. Or certain foods. I mean, I imagine it's hardwired into us to avoid things that have basically uh, that are rotten and bad for us, right? Yeah. We'll have certain parts of our body which are there to stop us eating diseased things, and I, I believe that disgust is one of those sort of fundamental human dr- emotional driver things that, that that informs us. And there's certain things that we are wired to find disgusting. But it's curious how food can, like you've said before, some foods can have a a manure-like smell sometimes. Yeah. You know, certain things can have yeah. a, 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 a gone-off dairy smell, but actually be very highly desired. Do you think we're do you think we're we're hardwiring our brain to go round these things? I think I think it's part of the reason why we want to conquer Everest. We confront our fears. Uh there are with cheese, there's been a lot of um research done over the last 20, 25 years where, you know, if you don't know that it's cheese, you smell it, it can smell like cat's feces. Then yeah. when you know it's cheese, then it becomes this wonderful wash rind cheese, artisanal thing of beauty. So we learn to love, we can learn to love things that, that in fact, a lot of this comes down to fermentation. Why should we like truffles? Hmm. Why should we like things that are, been activated by um or the smell has been produced by bacterial activity wine fermented drinks i mean think about the current trend today of kefir prebiotics yeah i mean would you really want to drink that it's just it's fermentation but the, the power of the mind, I know we talk about this a lot on here, but I've, yeah. everyone must have had this at some point. You'll be eating something and then your brain will change wavelength and you'll think about something unpleasant or even the thing in your mouth will suddenly become unpleasant and immediately you stop liking it and start feeling almost quite disgusted by it. And it's probably the same with those things, those fermented things in reverse. Actually, this is good for me. This is doing me good. So if it smells a bit gross and probably tastes a bit funny, that's 
all the better. That's I mean, like the medicinal <clears throat> aspect. Even simple things like coffee and beer and tea, everything that's poisonous for us is bitter. Is bitter. So we're hardwired to enjoy sweet because it gives reward and energy. Why do we want to fight the fear of bitterness and learn to love beer and tea and coffee? It becomes aspirational. So there's an interesting metaphor here for me, how we can conquer our fears to like foods that are fermented. We love foods that are fermented. Yeah. So, and, and culturally as well. It's an identification thing sometimes with the place you're from, like certain types of very strong cheddars. I know they're not inherently disgusting, but yeah. sometimes they can be quite arresting. But actually you're, you're, you're reaffirming your connection with that area you might yeah. be from. Well, and, and also maybe, you know, if you go back thousands and thousands of years when we knew the winter was coming, there was no fresh food. So we had to preserve food. We had to preserve it either with salt, we buried it in, gra- in the ground, uh, we allowed the fermentation ta- uh, to take over. If you think about Worcester sauce, for example, apparently, so at the core of Worcester sauce is fermented anchovies, which a lot of people don't know about, anchovies and tamarind. Now, the story goes, whether it's true or not, but let's not get, um, what's it? A good story, exactly. There were um, somewhere in India, the anchovies salted and cured in a cave and there were a couple of barrels that were just forgotten about and left in the cave they became so disgustingly uh, stinky they were left they couldn't be touched so they harvested the salted ones and then came back to them a year two years <laughs> later and they turned, stuck their finger in it. they turned into something else and it didn't kill them so how many how many human beings have died putting things in their mouth? How the hell I haven't died licking rocks and stones to see what if they were bitter or not? Oh yeah, the I stuff I've know. seen you try. Yeah, it's but... incredible. Also, the way that we can, you know, you've always talked a lot about the power of nostalgia to override huge amounts of our mind and, and give us lovely, you know, connections with things. As a West Country boy, the smell mm-hmm. of manure, this is going to sound very strange, but the smell of manure, when we yeah. go back to the West Country, my family all go, oh, my, my you know, my, my, my close family, my wife and my sons go, oh, that's disgusting. And I love it. I take a deep breath and go, wow, this is amazing. And the smell genuinely is, is a nostalgic, familiar, lovely smell because it reminds me of where I grew up. And It, I, it reminds me of it, Scrumpy for some bizarre reason. West Country. West Country manure reminds me of fermented apples absolutely it's really fruity once you get past that disgusting part and you actually start enjoying it, it's a really fruity smell isn't it it's got grass aspects yeah, to don't, it don't try not to think what it is but that's but that's like the thing with food isn't it your brain sort of goes around it and it is you could argue that is inherently disgusting but but it's not once you start smelling it isn't it well if it was inherently disgusting then nobody would like it yeah Whereas you can have you have you ever have you ever tried one of these um, durian fruits? Have you heard of these? That's quite a famous yes. one, isn't it? I've never tried that. What yeah. what's it like? They they stink. They stink of rotting. Not that I'm a, I'm an expert on rotting flesh, but they have the smell of rotting meat. Uh, they're very heavy. 
Imagine a pineapple four times the size, at least, and maybe four, five, six times the weight. If it falls off a tree and hits you on the head, you're probably dead. There are countries in the world where you're not allowed on public transport with one of these because they stink so much. But once you remove the skin, they have a creaminess about them, which is... I'd say quite pleasing, but when you put them with like fried onions, they can be de- it can be delicious. I wouldn't wake up in the morning <laughs> and think, "Oh my god, I'm so desperate for a durian fruit." <laughs> However, if you got onto a London bus with a durian fruit, somebody might call the That's police. Curious, they smell I mean, uncooked. They just because not many <clears throat> fruits when you get close to them they have a smell, but generally they don't pervade a smell an individual fruit wouldn't pervade a smell like that that's amazing no and normally from from um from this kind of point of view that a lot of um uh colors and smells on the outside of fruits or foods when i say that i mean things that are consumable by other living creatures are either designed to protect or attract if you think about a truffle pigs go mad for truffles so the smell of the truffle is generated by the activity of the bacteria going really mad inside the truffle. But it's the bacteria inside the bacteria inside the bacteria. So you've got all these little things moving around, generating <laughs> gas. Pigs love them. I'm not going to do a pig impersonation. Well, I can. That's it. And they eat the truffle. And then they walk through the woods and they deposit the truffle through their backside uh, in another part of the woods. <laughs> so the bacteria has used the pig to transport their eggs in the way that a flower you attracts bees or birds to pollinate it. So this comes down to another... I'm, I'm fascinated by this thing. Is we think we cultivated wheat. But is it doing the same thing? Just... Pollinating we us, we're the bees. It's we're the bees. That's really interesting, yeah. isn't it? It's this idea of we've spoken before about the various sort of zombie bacteria, which sort of possess moths and things, and then make them eat and then <coughs> reproduce and yeah. move on to other areas. I'd say as well the durian fruit. I've just seen a picture of it. it Doesn't half look like a schnozcumber, you know, from the BFG. It really feels like one of those things. It's <laughs> disgusting, but if you have to eat it, it'll be quite good. Well, have you heard of? I mean. Uh, the, uh, there is a, something I got fascinated in a couple of years ago called toxoplasmosis. Look it up. What's that? Nearly th- 30% of the world's population have this. It's a parasite that lives in the brain. It's a worm. And it's, trans, um, it's transformed through uh, raw beef and cats. French women have, a, I think, had the highest level of toxoplasmosis. When you're pregnant you get injected, vaccinated against it because it's very dangerous for the baby. However, when you're older, it can make women become extremely angry and jealous and men want to jump out of aeroplanes. <laughs> yeah, that sounds familiar. It's fascinating. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it is fascinating. So it's a parasite that gets into our body and changes our behaviour. Wow. And this is... Like our microbes do. Look, look it up. Anyone interested, just have a look at toxoplasmosis. It is, it is huge. That sounds amazing. I know. I'd never even heard of that it one. It is absolutely huge. So the, the invisible makes the visible. 
Who controls us? It's the little things in us and microbes. Yeah, the stuff we... Well, I mean, there is what... I mean, you have to tell me who's controlling this one. Uh, apparently, apparently, a speciality in China and Korea is a thing called mouse wine, which is infusing rice wine with baby mice. And it's, it's made by dropping yeah. live two-day-old mice into a bottle. Sorry for everyone listening. I told you to put you off your food. And leaving them to ferment for roughly a year... It's considered to be a health tonic, God knows by who. It's thought to be a particularly effective remedy for asthma as well as liver diseases and is said it to not, to not taste unlike gasoline. I imagine it cures everything because the body just stops working. <laughs> Plus you'd lie. This patient has no illnesses at all. Just so you know, if I really don't know something or can't make something up, this is an instance <laughs> of that. I have no flipping idea honest i mean what a thing i have no <laughs> idea but maybe that's where ratatouille came from <laughs> <laughs> yeah because apparently after the wine's been drunk the mice are, mice are often eaten because it's not gross enough already my word i mean that is that is fabulously ludicrous um I'd, I'd oh, definitely tell someone my asthma had been cured if they meant I didn't have to have it. Oh my god! There you are pictures of this head, on but... the internet. Oh, you've got really. Oh, I'm in a dark place. Yeah. Oh. This is not okay. I think we. I think we procrastinated long enough. Exactly. I think we so left have, have we run out of time? Yes, James. Unfortunately, yes, we do, James. So this is this is the note we got. Hi, Jay Heston and James. So this is Sir Strumming. Apologies. Yeah. Uh, to everyone's yeah. going that is fermented herring we usually eat it in mid-august in a flatbread with potatoes chopped onions sour cream or we eat it on a plate with potatoes chopped onion and sour cream uh, we love listening to you guys bon appetit enjoy regards from klaus hammer klaus i'm not going to say thank you uh because i don't know how these next five minutes are going to pan out but chaps it has we've like you said we've procrastinated about this for years we all have a can. Oh my god, it's swollen right up this one. Look at that. I need, I need to go get so, my can. Jay, James? Yes. Shall we just on a, on a, shall we relocate James needs to... outside? No. <laughs> I'm doing it in my house, you're doing it in yours. Okay, <laughs> fair play. Spray. Fair all play. Right, well, I'll go get the tin opener and the can. I got a tin opener. And, yeah. um, do you need a sieve? Do you think we need to have a sieve to get any solid content out? Well, we just use a can opener and then we'll get a fork or something and put right. something in the mouth. It just I think sounds we like need, liquid. We, we need a bowl in case uh, we have to yeah, try and keep it down. It. We might need some kitchen paper, a tin yes. opener. Uh, yeah. I can't think <laughs> okay, what else. Uh, and, what, a sick bowl? You think I'll we need a sick bowl? By you. I don't know. I mean, I've, heard, I've, 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 seen, I've seen online... Um, clips of people eating this vomiting oh god it sounds just like when i when i shake the can now there's no solid it sounds just like liquid like no. someone's just filled was it with water any solid? i don't think there was any solid oh klaus what now, are you doing to us man? can we all right, just klaus klaus just so we know the three of us cannot cheat no we have to we no. can't pretend to take a forkful that slips through the fork the prongs of the fork we have to consume a mouthful of this. And say, mm. We have to. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I, well. well, we say whatever we want. <laughs> I think I think. I'd also like to say, it's been happen. a wonderful journey on this podcast. If this happens to be the final episode, it's been this wonderful be the final working episode. with you guys. Yeah, it's been splendid. <laughs> yeah. 
It's, I think we've truly you know, pushed back the boundaries of podcasting. Oh, Jay, I love your bucket. Yeah, Do you, you like my bucket? bucket. <laughs> this is the Hold this on. is the sick bucket from the house. You know the one every house has for when the kids are poorly. This is the sick bucket and the fish cleaning bucket and the everything we use buckets for. Ah, hang on, Daniel, because I'm here with my team. Is just giving me something that you know we're working a lot on mindfulness and mindful eating. So Daniel is a fat duck development kitchen guru and master and is there in France with Heston at the moment working on something. Yep. So we have a pamphlet. Oh, a pamphlet. Oh, James is clearly happy about this. <laughs> <laughs> so can you see the pamphlet? I can't read it. What does it say? It says... Oh, Alice's Adventures in Mindfulness. Oh, yeah. ex- excellent. Okay. So it's our beginnings of a mindful eating suggestion. So Daniel's just suggested that James might follow this. <laughs> Eat the fish mindfully. <laughs> so this is in which Heston introduces the heroine of Alice in Wonderland and the concept of mindful tasting. Heston, said Alice, as she entered the kitchen. She wasn't sure whether to interrupt the chef who, as far as she could tell, was talking softly to a kilner jar of rice in water. You wanted to meet up? Alice, yes. What I thought was, since you've had plenty of strange experiences, like tumbling down a rabbit hole and meeting a mock turtle and so on, you might be the perfect person to try out a new idea of mine that I call mindful tasting. Oh, (laughs) we are, James. I hope you're going to be a bit adhering to that. Well, (laughs) I'm more used to mouthful than mindful observed Alice, extremely pleased at her wordplay. But it seems to me that tasting must be a straightforward business. You just pop it in and let your mouth and nose do the rest. Why am I for tasting? I'm glad you asked me that, said Heston, grinning like a Cheshire cat. Or so Alice thought. (laughs) So why am I for tasting? It can help you be in the present with no interruptions. Being present can anchor you to your current tasting. It can enhance your perception of all of the senses. So yeah. just to let you know, James, James is sitting this. next to me. Daniel is sitting next to James. And I think James is looking at Daniel with somewhere between distaste and utter hatred. Daniel's not getting um, out of it now. If he's there, he's tasting this too. Come on, he's Development Kitchen. I mean, he should be trying yeah, this for fun. It. He's up for he's it. Up for it. Of course he he's is. up for it. Come on then, have you so got yours there? Have you got your lady, tin opener? Yeah. There's a few things we need to do first in order to be in the right frame of mind. Curiouser and curiouser, Alice conceded a little impatiently, what do we do before we begin? Remember to breathe deeply always. I think that might be quite important. <sighs> yep. Stomach breathe like a Buddha. Ensure the room is clean, comfortable, within reason, and quiet and ready to take us in. Free the room from distractions and distracting noises. <laughs> have we set the table accordingly? Do we have the necessary plates and crockery? Well, yep. we've got a bucket, <laughs> uh, a tin opener, and some inflated cans. Focus, now this is where it gets, it gets interesting. Focus on your breath and feel that with every outbreath, you're clearing your mind of unnecessary thoughts <laughs> like can I just have breath coming out my mouth please as opposed to carrots um, okay then we can we can carry on um, we have a carry on story 
about the process of mindful eating. There is an emotional check-in which says, check in and examine if your mind is clear from any clutter that might impede you in having a mindful tasting. Whatever has happened to your day is already in the past. That's for effing <laughs> sure. Yeah, exactly. Leave it behind you. Allow any thoughts that you are not related to the present tasting to drift away. I don't think we will allow <laughs> any other thoughts to come into what's going to happen next. Is there anything about a lying if blade? Unrelated, <laughs> 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 if unrelated thoughts come to you, observe them and let them drift away without interacting. Tell yourself why you are here. <laughs> why are we here <laughs> be honest with yourself and transparent with your colleagues do not lay judgment if you realise that you are not in the right frame of mind <laughs> I'm laying judgment right now ok well I mean this 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 can carry on and then there's a physical preparation which doesn't involve it's sitting comfortably uh, let the crown of your head float and imagine a straight line going from the crown to your... I think all of this is going to fall away when you open the tin. As you breathe from the nose and exhale from the, mouth, soften your, from the mouth, soften your body and release any tension you might feel in your face. Take your eating utensils and familiarise yourself with them. James? Where is he? Is he, got, is, he, is he ready? Is he ready? He's ready. We've got spoons, we've got forks, we've got inflated tin, we've got a bottle opener and here we go. Okay, so we're going to open it now, eh? Are we actually opening it? This is this is D Day. Oh. Okay, I won't go. I won't read all of the other stuff, but there is a there is a whole I'm pamphlet. Now we're obviously all going okay, to go slightly on. off mic, so apologies to our listeners at this point. So we are going just to explain. We have. Do I we both have inflated uh, tins of fermented fish. With a really frightening green label that we are about to pierce with a can opener. Who knows where the spray is going to go? Okay, ready? Go. Ready? Steady. Go. 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 Well, it wasn't as big as. It wasn't as big as. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I can hear it. Oh God! Oh man! <laughs> Although oddly, it's, oh, it's, it's, oh no! Only what? Oh god, no, that's awful. Look at that first whiff. Oh, oh my god, it smells of shit. I'm sorry to use French. <laughs> no, that smell is terrible. Oh my god. Don't think about it. Don't think about it as that. Use quantum perspective. Oh no, 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 no. That smells terrible. Oh god. <laughs> oh. No, it's gone beyond. That is just the excrement. I'm sorry. Oh no! What nostalgic memory am I having from this now? Now, now, James is two feet away from me, and the room is already filling up with. We're surrounded with lavender here. I need to open the window. Don't think of a pink elephant. So, this is the application of quantum perspective. Oh God! Is there anything in that smell that you can find remotely? Yes, there's something in it that is is strangely fruity, but not. But it's, 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 it's fruity, okay. James it's, is saying it's. No, Jay's saying it's strangely fruit, strangely fruity. Oh god, it's beyond. Um, oh no. No, I just we don't. I don't think. Yeah, there you go. Take the point in the bowl. I've got some. Can I? I haven't got very much. To be it's fair, liquid. Well, our, our bowl. Is has I don't think it, that's it. 
<laughs> it's purple liquid. That can't be right. How's yours, Jay? I think he sent his whole rancid thing. Catch your face. Oh. We can't leave that. We have no choice. But it's gonna. This is not gonna really make us ill. I am desperately trying to change my perspective on what this smell is telling me it is. Come on. Okay. No, no fork. It's liquid. As fork won't do. I've got it already on my fork. I'm gonna put it in my mouth then, yeah. Oh, take a spoon, then. You take a take a spoon. Okay, I'm putting it in. If this kills okay, me, I'll, I'll, I'll do it with you as well. Three, two. Look, can you see? One. I've got a, a full spoon. Oh. oh. Do you know what? No way. It comes. <laughs> no way. It was nice, and then it was not. Oh. Oh. Why did I not bring a glass of water? You look like you're vomiting. <laughs> you're gonna, your gag reflex is kicking in. Give me a minute. My gut is now talking to me. Daniel is, I wish you could see this. Daniel, I think. Get. <laughs> you know what? Daniel's just. Jay, you missed it. Oh! Daniel's just vomited. Daniel just vomited. <laughs> I think we all should vomit for our own safety. It's really alarming. It keeps making me. It keeps making me. Oh! Daniel's gag reflex. I wouldn't even say it was vomit. It was like water. His gag reflex took over. It's just making me gag over and over again. And apologies to our listeners, just listening to people being sick. But the gag reflex, the smell oh, is yeah, not. That's like sucking sick. <laughs> did you just hear that I heard that it's like I, I did, did. what do you think to, have you tried it Heston what did you think to it uh, no, I'm, sure uh, I, My, I'm just getting a mild headache <laughs> uh, I, I don't know I can't think can you get two glasses of water please I've actually uh, think I've got slight palpitations it keeps making me gag over and over <laughs> it doesn't stop why does it keep making me gag? There was a moment when I put it in my mouth and I was like, oh, this is actually all right. It's a bit smoky. And then over and over, it's I've just I've not. I've oh, I tell you what, you could put this in someone's house you didn't like, couldn't you? Just open this can in someone's house you don't like. That'd oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This smell, you would have to get, get, get this bowl out of your house fairly soon if you want to sell the house in the next five years. That? Okay. Okay. I've got... What was in my stomach out, and I'm, I'm breathing again now. That smell, there is something about that smell that is not, is weird. I've not smelt anything like that before, but I feel like there's something in it that I like. I know it sounds terrible because the smell is absolutely yeah, it, awful, but there's, there's something, something in like it. It's like the closest you can get to being bad for you. Yeah, it's almost chemical, like isn't it? It's physically bad for you, but not. The fact you can buy this in shops is incredible for me. It's, it's, I mean, it's... People pay for this. 
So there's people going to sit there and actually eat this and go, mmm, that was delicious. This is not like a, one of those poisonous fish which you it just stinks. do for shits and giggles. It stinks. So um, I think we're going to call this one a day now because we all need to go and have a quiet sit down and just think about what we've done. And I need to put this as far away from my home as physically possible. I might drive it somewhere, but that involves yeah. putting it in my car. Yeah, it's a really bizarre combination of, 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 of something fecal and, and something vomit. You know, things that your gut wants to repel from both ends. Oh, it keeps coming again. I just another wave of nausea. <laughs> oh, I hate you. I'm Esther. going to have to go and lie down. I've... Right, on that. Uh, thanks for listening. Hard, I mean, it, guys, thank you so much for this. I'm going to have to lie down and process... <laughs> Think about this. Um, in many, I feel now. We're going to question yeah, your life decisions right nauseous. now. We're going to question all our life decisions. Uh, <sighs> until next week, Heston. Uh, speak soon. So next week, fluffy marshmallows and nice chocolate. Hell yeah! Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh my god! <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>